touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacksonville! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. All right, so we are now one and two on the season, and the momentum is pointing towards a pretty good schedule the rest of the way, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, So I know we're going to talk a little bit about the game coming up versus the Broncos this Sunday. Uh, and a couple other items as well. But one thing I we kind of chatted about beforehand that I thought would be interesting to talk about is the Jaguars merchandise environment right now because with the whole Minshew mania thing going through not just Jacksonville but the whole league, um, you're seeing T-shirts and custom T-shirts by people other than the official team and copying going on and, and all that kind of stuff, a lot of feuding about uh, such copying on Twitter and other places. Uh, what do you guys think about all that? I mean, I don't, I don't want to plug any of the places that are doing it because obviously, you know, we don't want to give any free publicity shirts. But it seems like ever since Minshew became Minshew Mania became a thing, everyone became a T-shirt designer like, overnight. <laughs> right. Like yeah. overnight, everybody got their degree in graphic design, and and it's crazy. That's true. Yeah, that is. I have noticed that actually. My T-shirts are rolling out tomorrow, so. Um. I mean, the people are literally taking, you know, their 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 Photoshop designs, they're making on like paint or whatever, and slapping it on a Hanes, not even a fifty fifty cotton t shirt, like the old ones that you get out of the convenience stores. <laughs> this shrink that shrink, like literally, once you wash them one time and slapping them into, uh, <laughs> this on it. like that, like that rest stop quality uh, t shirt yeah. material, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know the shirts oh, with like man. wolves on them and things. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's funny too is you sit there, you look at all the different shirts and the different designs, and then you see the Jags come out with their shirts through, you know, like NFL shop, and they actually got the Jags logo on there. Right. And nobody right. else yeah. does it. So and then you, I think one shirt like misspelled uh, Duval. Yeah. And you know they added a bunch of letters Ad, to it. Yeah. Trying to, try to get her out. Trying to get around the copyright stuff. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, man, anytime something good comes around, people trying to make a buck. Like, what happened? what happened to 904 Netty or whatever or something like that? All that stuff, you know, I guess all that's dead now, huh? It's about Minshew Mania now. Yeah. Oh, slap I, it on a T-shirt. If I'm Gardner Minshew, I'm pissed because it's like everyone makes his, like, face look a certain way and his hair is a certain way. It's either got, like, those um, aviator sunglasses a ridiculous mustache and messy hair, and he's probably just like, "So this is what you guys really think about me? <laughs> this is all <laughs> I am. This is all I am to you, Uncle Rico, an aviator and a mustache." Yeah, he seems hey. like he embraces it though, for the most part. Hey man, Uncle Rico came to town, so yeah, he, he might, you that. know, he might have a, uh, he might, you know, they, they. It's funny how that's all come about and. Dude, what's hot is hot, man, and right now, like, he is not just him as a uh, football player, but also just as who he is, and that's what the appealing part is. Like, he, he, just, he just don't care, man. Like, we've talked about before in the last couple episodes, he does not care, and it is great. It is I just absolutely had, great. I just had the best idea. So, you know when Napoleon Dynamite, when Uncle Rico is actually, like, cooking the steaks outside? Yeah. 
on, on like outside of his camper. Yeah. So hear me out. So what if during your tailgate you took like some steaks and grilled them up, brought them into the stadium, and every time Minshew scores a touchdown, you just hang up a steak right here and just like you know just hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> or like in hockey, <laughs> yeah, in hockey when they score, oh, and they like throw stuff. Oh, they throw like a catfish or a squid. Yeah, or we just throw a steak on the field. We just throw steaks on. You heard it here first. If anyone takes that right now, you can eat any type of steak. The $2 Walmart steaks, the steaks of your that you get for your dog at PetSmart, the little rubber squeaky ones, in, that's what we should get, those kind of steaks, those rubber yeah. squeaky ones that you throw out there. Go to uh, Golden Corral and just, like, put a little, like, zipper bag. Because that's the thing, too, is you have to bring it in in a zipper bag as per their policy. So uh, just make sure you really plan it out. That's a really good idea. Yeah, we should definitely do that. In fact, I'm pretty sure they would kick you out of the stadium for throwing stuff on the field. But <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have a bunch of steaks and a bunch of Tupperware on the field thrown onto the field. Remember, that's yeah. what he sold in the movie was the Tupperware you would run over to. Oh the yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Remember, remember <laughs> when Kip, remember when Kip ran it over and it actually burst and he yeah. just yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird movie. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that was so representative of, like, what, what do you call them, multi-level marketing schemes? There's been a lot of different uh, good ones out there, but Tupperware is not really the thing anymore, I don't think. Um, hey, hey you, you look like a strong pup. Why don't you see if you can break this Tupperware? Like, who can rip Tupperware? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then also, and then we'll shut up about this, but the uh, where he threw in that random, like, boat as the promotion. <laughs> She's like, I want that boat. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's a, it's a great time, man. It's a great time to be a, a, a Jags fan. And you know, although we got some uh, where where the sun shines, we also got some clouds. Uh, unfortunately, it's more like a F five tornado uh, with the whole Jalen Ramsey situation. Me personally, I'm getting kind of tired of it. I mean, I really don't care if he want to be here. He wants to be here. If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. Uh, I'm just getting sick of it. And we, I know we're not going to spend too much time on it, but it's, it's, it's annoying as all get out. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of Jalen Ramsey. And the thing, too, that, that, that aggravates the most is, like, it's, a, it's like a bad reality show. Like, Monday, he calls in sick. So you have to hear about it all day long. And, you know, and this is my fault for subscribing to only, like, uh, Jaguars latest stuff on Twitter. So it's like every time I refresh and scroll, scroll it's someone's conspiracy theory about <laughs> why he's not at the field or not with the team. And then Tuesday, it's like uh, he's got a back issue, but he actually flew out to film a commercial on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, he's he's having a baby. And it's just it, – it's so old right now. Like if he wants to be – like you said, Derek, if he wants to be here, great. If he doesn't want to be here – gone there's so many other rumors and stuff like that floating around about him you know and having a potential deal already with a team and i don't know what they're waiting for and blah 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 it just needs to it just needs to be over with man there's so much other positive things going on with this team um you know with like the fact that our offense and our receivers actually look good that's being overshadowed by the drama by Jalen ramsey and you know it it there's no means to it. There's nobody that's going to be able to agree to it, you know, what should be done, or if he's wrong for, you know, bowing up at Marone, or if he should just shut up and play football. Yeah, it's 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 so old, man. Yeah. What do you guys think about the guy that's replacing him Sunday? I mean, we'll get more into the game <clears throat> coming up uh, later on in the podcast, but just in terms of uh, 
you know, the next guy up. I mean, are we solid there? Is it is it a huge concern, at least for the rest of the season, or, or what are you feeling like? They're going to go after him. Emmanuel Sanders is going to line up, line, try to line up against him, and they're, or whoever, they're going to go after him. Um, Flacco, although they haven't looked great at all on offense. I mean, Peyton Lindsay's looked okay at best. Uh, I think Herndon, he, he's got to get ready. He's got to get ready to play. And hopefully he comes, he goes out and, and, and plays. You know, the momentum is on our side. Now it's just a matter of going out and executing. Uh, the distraction is, are there. So we just got to see. We just got to see what's going to happen. I mean, it really all it really all depends on where 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 uh, Emmanuel Sanders does line up because the other guy is Cortland Sutherland. So I think if Trey Herndon did his thing against you know Will Fuller and you know DeAndre Hopkins, so I think um, I, I so Trey Herndon, you know, I, I think he did pretty well against um, you know Will Fuller. When he was in, when he was lined up against them, um, DeAndre Hopkins was over him sometimes as well. Um, so I, I think you know Cortland Sutherland and you know Emmanuel Sanders still pretty good receivers, but you got to keep the running backs you know in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about that replacement player because um, I mean that's probably who's going to be starting the rest of the way out. I mean at this point it seems like we're pretty much dead set on the fact that Ramsey's going to get traded in one capacity or another. So so we'll see how that goes. Um, I did want to touch on just really briefly, um, even for my own informational purposes, but um, uh, Derek, I don't think you went either, but I know I didn't uh, make the Thursday game, unfortunately. Don't hate me. I'm still a fan, uh, but I just couldn't make it out. So I know, JK3, that you went. So one thing we like to talk about is kind of the game day experience, uh, um, how the fan base is reacting, what they got going on at the stadium. So you're typically an early uh, arrival at the at Ever, uh, TAA Bank Field. Uh, I think when I was looking at your stories, you were down there pretty early Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, the NFL Network pretty much took up a lot of the uh, Bolt City Brigade uh, tailgate where I park at. So I had to park a little bit over uh, away from the slab, so you, you can walk in. You go in, go over some railroad tracks, and it's still right there. Um, but overall, man, I think great, great experience as, as far as getting into the stadium. Um, you know, they they did improve a lot of the ticket scanners, and uh, a lot of the people were able to get in quickly. Uh, I think we I got there around four o'clock, uh, three forty. Uh, yeah, maybe three forty five, four o'clock, and it was already packed pretty much. But uh, as far as walking into the stadium, getting everybody in, um, man, it was great. It was just still a uh, pretty electric atmosphere. Uh, the best part about it, though, man, is that we got in quickly. So the scanners, I don't know if they did, like, some type of patch or a upgrade on the scanners, but it was seamless walking in. Uh, and then, again, you know, the Jags, they, they really do a good job of making sure that the that we, we put a, a pretty good fan experience on. So, you know, all of your Thursday night whistle and bells, uh, and then we get the W. The rain sucked, but you know we yeah. get to, you can't really control that. But you know all the stuff that they pretty much do on a Thursday night. Uh, stadium, I would say, as far as being packed, still issues, man. The rain, people. I mean, it's 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 Florida. It's rain. You know, it's gonna rain for at least five minutes. Um, I had on a polo 
and uh, some PGA Tour store. I shouldn't have mentioned that, but they're they're not going to pay us. But (laughs) (laughs) some PGA Tour store, like shorts, like some moisture-wicking shorts. And, you know, it rained. And then I was dry. So uh, bottom line, man, it was it was it was good getting in, good getting out. I mean, we got the W, so yeah. that's all that matters most. How do they, they do uh, have they do have the, be- the the stadium does have the best popcorn though. Their popcorn oh, yeah. is so good, man. I don't know what they do, but the popcorn is really good. <clears throat> that popcorn's real good too. Or a little bit of that rainwater gets on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. But this is better than like movie theater popcorn. Really, it, it was so good. Wow. Okay. That's I know that I know that's random as heck, but yeah, it was it was good. Honestly, and, that's the kind of content I like. So <laughs> talk about the food. I just would like to see some things added to the game day experience. I know we've talked about like that photo booth in Dallas uh, that they that have. Cool. That is really yeah. Cool. They got some really good stuff, man. I just and I'm not saying exactly that, you know, come up with your own stuff, be your own, you know, your own team, your own franchise, your own style. But I would be curious to see what ideas they have coming up as far as, you know, even improving the game day experience. You know, I don't like, for instance, the the dog park. OK, we've been on this before. Why? For those that own that own animals, nothing against you. But why do you want to bring your dog to a football game? And just, you know, that just doesn't make any sense. So, anyway, stuff like that. You know, I don't even know if they've even, they might have even got rid of Dog Park now. Maybe no, it's there. I don't know. Is no, it still there? there? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's still there. And I will die on this hill that you can take something away from the fan experience if I get something cool or some type of incentive other than teal deals for me being a season ticket holder. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. Like, I, I look and see some uh, – and, again, I look and see some of the stuff that other fans and other teams get for being season ticket holders, and all you get for being a Jaguar season ticket holder is literally teal deals and heat stroke week one. That's all you get. <laughs> that's all you get. Yeah, literally, that's it, bro. And, and and another thing, too, as like a, as like a pet peeve of mine, because I've been listening to local media over the last, like, three weeks, and – when people call in and say, "I've been a Jaguar, I've been a Jaguar uh, season ticket holder for for 27 years," it's like, well, number one, team's been alive <laughs> for 25 years, 25 seasons, number one, and number yeah. two, yo, you act like this is like some type of prestigious fraternity. This isn't Green Bay. This isn't Pittsburgh. Hopefully, it does get to that that place. But if I left my Jaguar season tickets to my kids and my will, they'd probably be like, "Dad, do you hate me?" You know what I mean? Like, oh, jeez. Like, hey. why, 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 hey. I'm just saying. I'm just, bro. It's not. It's not as prestigious. So no. if you don't don't call in, acting like you've been on a waiting list for like the Bears or a waiting list for even the Jets or the Giants. Yeah. Well, I think Derek, you tell me, but I think people, from my understanding, when they it's usually say that on the what. Uh, no, I was just saying if you're if you're gonna call in to the drill, you're gonna call in to the fourth quarter show or any of these other places. If you're gonna throw that number of you being out there and being a season ticket holder, then you should you should be at the games. Yeah. And for, and for as many callers that I've heard over the past couple of weeks calling in and saying they've been a season ticket holder for X amount of years, you're really not there in the in the third or fourth quarter for the team. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, 
I think it's one of those things where, like, I'm a season ticket holder and I'm paying their salary, so Jalen Ramsey needs to get to the state, you know, like one of those yeah. things. I think that's how they're playing it. But. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, are you a caller from Callahan? <laughs> and I think it's offensive that Minshew's wearing number 15. <laughs> the only person that should be wearing 15 is Tim Tebow. Oh, man. All right. Yo, we're going to anger some people there. Says the guy that's in uh, – never mind. I'm not going to shout where you where you at, where you at right now. But <laughs> um, No, but it's – the whole thing, whether it's the game day experience, the fan experience, you got to have those guys that, you know, bring people to the stadium. You know, Jalen is one of those guys. Looks like he's on his way out, pretty sure. Uh, you know, Duraco, we've had him on the on the show multiple times. He said they just wrote another article, I guess, Jalen hopped on another podcast, and Nate Burleson and said, I want out. You know, uh, okay, whatever. But we got something better now, in my opinion. I think uh, Minshew, although it's new, I think that would be better, you know, the underdog. The underdog story is always better. Yeah. So that's another way to get people in the stands. And, and the last thing is, too, what people got to realize is you can't really compare us to other teams in the NFL. I was going to say this for another episode, but I, I'll go ahead and say it. I, I, wonder, I wonder what the average age is for our season ticket holders versus other teams, what the average age is. I guarantee you ours is not just a little bit younger, but a lot younger than your average team. You think so? I get at least, I'd say, 10 years. Like, if our average age of our season ticket holders was 35, I guarantee if you take somebody like Pittsburgh or Green Bay or Chicago or Dallas, bet you they're, like, pushing 50, 45, Hmm. 50. Guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, that would that would be interesting. We we got to find that out. If someone out there listening's got the got that info, uh, what's the average age of our of our season ticket holders? Um, that, that, I, know, I know that's kind of you know crazy, but it kind of you kind of look at it as we have a generation coming up. There's a great movement of young fans in their 30s and, and late 20s that are coming up that really love the team. They grew up with the team. You know, they grew up in the 90s when the team first started. So we still got another 10, 15 years to go before we can really say, okay, fans, are we going to support the team or not? I, I get it. Well, that, you know, the stadium looks empty half the time, but, yeah. yeah. And that's horrible. But I will say not even just the fans growing up with the team, but also there's so much economic development in Jacksonville and so much new housing and so many people moving here. And St. John's County is probably super, un, you know, undervalued right now or untapped, you know, with uh, the fancy area like Derek lives. Um, uh, yeah, so, whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. But do you know what I'm saying, though? Do you know what I mean? I just feel like there's a lot of untapped potential, especially coming up, which makes it so much more important that they are really hitting it out of the park in this kind of, like, crucial transitional period for Jacksonville. So, um, the Minshew thing helps for sure because I think anytime we can get any kind of national publicity, it pushes the more fair weather fans or the people who are there just for social reasons to the stadium uh, to be a part of something like that. So I do think I think the Minshew thing, like you said, is pretty important actually. Well, I mean, we we got to give more credit. I mean, I, I I don't get me wrong, Minshew is great, and at the beginning of this year, if you would have told me that I would have been hyped about another quarterback besides Nick Foles. You know, I would have took whatever bet or gamble or, you know, anything else like that. But you really got to put it against, you know, the offense. 
DJ Chark. They yep. finally they finally got him off. Of, I think he I think he's actually still on special teams, but somehow this kid has found hands. He's been when when he was receiving balls from Blake. Granted, I mean they were still hitting him in the hands. He was dropping every last one of them. I've seen this kid literally drop passes that hit him straight in the hands, and his hands are bringing another element to the D, or excuse me another element to the offense not enough ball to go around in KC so you know of course we have to take that out and now you know he he's flourishing on the on on the team and then you've got DD Westbrook as well who disappointingly has dropped three passes uh Marquise Lee if he runs the right route you know he's got a touchdown here and there so the receiving core has, has completely stepped up their game yeah also and I think that's honestly like the Chark thing. Minshew's almost kind of overshadowing, like you said, some of the other standouts right now. And Chark's definitely one of them for sure. Well, the, the biggest thing is Chark's not having to catch screwballs and knuckleballs out there. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't know it was possible to throw a screwball with a football. I really mm-hmm. didn't know, but but uh, Blake showed us that it can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. So, and if you look at the placement of of balls when they're thrown. Like, you know, like I said, we try not to get too technical, but look at it this way. They have something called high point, where the ball is thrown at the highest point. And, or the ball is thrown and the receiver goes and gets it at the highest point before it, you know, gets to, like, you know, neck or head level. And so he uses his big frame and he high points the ball. Another thing which I noticed that was, like, absolutely great um, was using the pylons. So, for example, I don't know if many people know this, but when a, a QB throws a ball and it's going, you know, 30, 40 yards into the end zone, he's really trying to throw it, especially on the, on the side towards the, the boundary. He's trying to throw it towards the back pylon, and the receiver knows this. So he knows that as he's getting closer to that pylon, he needs to turn around. So if you notice, those balls are like, they're, they're dang near perfect when he's throwing them. And the receivers have a chance to make a play, and that's what it's all about, giving them a chance to make a play. And they've taken full advantage of it, like something I, I didn't expect. Like nobody expected that. Nobody expected that type of turnout. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I mean, that's that's the thing. There are some exciting things um, to, to be excited about for a one-and-two team and the stuff going on with Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, honestly, the fact that we're excited at this point is pretty cool with how the season's played out. Um, I, but, think, um, I think so much uh, uh, excitement, too, is that this team, I know hindsight is 50-50, but they should be 2-1. Yeah. yeah, right. Agreed. Sure. Mar- Marone kicks that field goal in, in Houston. You put the defense out in the field, Minshew, or no, no, no I'm not going to say that. Marone goes for two and actually makes the right call and keeps the ball in Minshew's hand. This team is two and one, heading to an zero and three Denver Broncos team. Then looking down at a, uh, a dismal Carolina Carolina Panthers team. Then looking at a Drew Breesless, um, you know, Saints team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I was saying at the beginning, is that it seems like uh, with the schedule the rest of the way, I mean, there's, you know, there's some potential that we could make a little run. So, um, but that starts Sunday at Denver, um, and I'll I'll let you guys kind of take it away on the X's and O's portion of it. But I will say I did travel to Denver this year for vacation for the first time. It's a pretty nice little area. I like it. Um, I thought Denver itself was a little overrated. I like the little cities around there a little bit more, but... um, uh, the ele- the whole elevation thing is real, that's for sure. 
Elevation, did you uh, get a green thumb while you were there? <laughs> no, but I will tell you, literally, when you leave the uh, the satanic airport that they have there, I don't know if you've heard about that, but there's like satanic. A, wow. Yeah, there's like oh. a, a horse statue that has glowing red eyes, and there's references to like lizard people. It's really weird, actually. Google that if you haven't right. already. Anybody who's out there, if you travel to Denver, the Denver International Airport is a uh, like a cult thing or something. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, as soon as you step off out of the airport, you literally can smell uh, marijuana everywhere, and there's stores everywhere, and green – what is it, like a green, like uh, – it's almost like the Red Cross symbol, but green <laughs> instead of red. <laughs> everywhere, like every other store. Um, so, no, it's definitely very prevalent up there, which maybe that's the reason for Denver not playing as well. Maybe they're not all in the zone. But, um, but yeah, so what do you guys think? I mean, the, the game uh, coming Sunday, I mean, is the momentum going to keep us going here, uh, you know, even in Denver, which is, you know, pr- probably a tougher place to play an away game at? So my thing is, as far as the the the, the Denver Broncos right now, and this is just 0-3 Denver Broncos, you know, I hope Jacksonville doesn't do their – Typical go out west and completely lay an egg, you know, and and act like they don't know how to play a game during during the atmosphere. But the Denver Broncos have probably been probably one of the most disappointing teams from a defensive standpoint. I mean, they don't have any sacks, no turnovers right now, and they're negative four in the turnover ratio. Uh, for some of the casual fans who don't know what that means, that means that teams are getting four turnovers or or, or more turnovers, and they have had zero. So they've have had four turnovers, and uh, no one, and they have not forced a turnover yet. So, mm-hmm. and this is a team with Von Miller. Uh, this is a team with, um, you know, some some pretty good. I, I would say some pretty decent, you know, defensive line, you know, play as well coming in. But most importantly, you know, Von Miller being your 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 linebacker, and that leads that. Uh, I, I I don't know. This may this may be you know, Minshew's actual coming out party. Hmm. What do you think, Derek? The biggest thing is um, just playing within yourself, playing with what got you there, not believing, uh, you know, not trying to, you know, go beyond your means. They've been using the running game to try and, you know, trying to break the running game. It hasn't been working too well, offensive line and and, and everything else. But – or. the offensive line is just not getting the push that it needs to get to free up Fournette, or Fournette's not finding the holes. He just hasn't been as nimble. Um, but the, the, the two things here that you, you really got to look at when when facing Denver is just you know they're going to try to run the ball, and they don't have any sacks. Chubb, Von Miller, you know they got decent uh, corner play with Harris on one side at least, uh, Chris Harris, but. They're going to try and get after. They're, they're not going to just let him sit back there and throw the football. So they really have to get at. They're really going to try and get after him. And the Jags just need to be ready. And they need to take advantage of mistakes that Flacco's going to make because Flacco does throw picks. Um, and we need to be ready for him. We need to be, make sure we capitalize. And none of this field goal crap. Lambo's going to look. Lambo's going to look like a, uh, a, a, a the world's greatest kicker out there. By the way. The ball goes an extra five or six yards because of that air being so so thin out there. Yeah. 
Bro, how do you not have any sacks against the Raiders? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm just being just I'm I'm just being real. How do you not have any sacks against the Raiders? Aaron Rodgers. Um, I can. Un, um, Trubisky is kind of on the upside, but the 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 Raiders. You don't have one sack at all. That's the, that's crazy to me that they don't have a sack yet as as far as the team goes. Hey, speaking of sacks, I was I was seeing this earlier as well that they gave up six sacks last week against the Packers and they've given up 11 overall. So, I mean, do you guys see this as a good kind of uh, continuation of the whole Saxon Bills back thing? Or oh, our defensive line is going to get after that. We're going to get after it. Flack, Flacco's got two left feet. He, he he's a slower decision making you know passer, and he's got a Super Bowl ring, so you got to give that to him. But if Denver doesn't block, he thought he had a bad day against the Packers, and I know the Packers' defense is revamped, and, you know, they, they've really come to life these past couple of uh, weeks, But um, although they're getting beat right now um, as we're recording. But our defensive line, man, they can really get after it. They can really get after it. We all know it. That's you know, that's why they got the nickname, you know, Saxonville. And, man, Flacco might have one of those days like he used to have in Baltimore when he would just get his head absolutely torn off and he didn't know what to do. Uh, yeah. Why Why is the Super Bowl ring and, like, why is the Super Bowl ring, like, attached to the quarterback forever? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, he won a Super Bowl ring and now he's just some elite passer. It's like you're talking about Joe Flacco, the guy who won a Super Bowl ring, and then the next day went and bought, like, 40-piece McNugget. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean he's, he's – I get it, but he's not the same – quarterback caliber of you know the past just like Eli Manning people will rest those I mean so like do you think the the Super Bowl ring like moniker is is watered down it's not watered down it's more like and they were talking about earlier on the show I was listening to I'm not gonna you know quote them but they do make a point pastors of 20 years ago would be crappy, you know, 20, 30 years ago, would be crappy in today's NFL. Because the NFL today is such a passing league, like 75, 70, 80%, you know, pass, you know, completion, 300 yards, four touchdowns. Because that's what excites people is, is numbers, statistics, statistics, and, 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 you know, passing game. They've taken the physicality out of football, you know, rules, so there can be more scoring. It's just a fact. Point is, what I'm trying to make is quarterbacks that win Super Bowls that don't throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in the game or don't bring their team back from the dead like Tom Brady did, they're just looked at, uh, they won the Super Bowl due to a technicality. Uh, like Eli Manning. Like, you think about it, look at Eli Manning. Eli's got two of them. He beat Brady on, on both of them. Spent an undefeated season at one. And if you said, right now, list the top, 10 quarterbacks over the last 15 years. Would anybody have Eli on their list? Probably not. Well, not, not Nick, Foles, Nick Foles had one, and that was one of his selling points. Yeah, yeah. So it might get you a big contract, might make sure you still have a job, or if you go to another team, another team will pick you up and give you an opportunity to start and play. But it, it's just, you know, we're such a pass-happy Got to have the stats. Got to throw for 300 yards because that's what people want. You know, they want Pat Mahomes. I don't who, know, just got, who just got moved up to like a 99 on Madden right now. I mean, you guys Madden out there play. That's uh, crazy. 
That's cool information. Nerd. No, I'm being serious. That's, that is unreal that he's yeah. moved up to a 99. I don't know, but 40-piece chicken McNuggets sounds so good right now with some barbecue sauce, and I could eat all that. I would I'd rather have the Szechuan the Szechuan sauce. Oh yeah, cool. Did you, did you get that? You're not a Rick and Morty kind of guy. I mean, I heard about it when it came out, but no, I didn't get that. I'm late on everything. I didn't get that. I didn't get the Popeyes thing, which I guess is not even a thing anymore. I don't I haven't heard Wait, of that at all. You didn't have a Popeyes chicken sandwich. No, every time I went, oh they, my I God. could never get it. I could never get it. You know they have this thing now. It's called like a BYOB, bring your own bun, so you can get like three piece. Uh, uh, I like a three-piece spicy or a three-piece uh, regular and bring your own bun, B-Y-O-B, and then just make a chicken sandwich out of that. <laughs> That's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Is that they promote that? Like they yeah. say bring your own bun? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? That's when they're advertising? But the wildest thing about it, get this, the wildest thing was like, oh, yeah, we ran out of chicken sandwiches. You you guys literally broke the chicken, um, but sign up for our app. And, and and be the first to know when we get more back. Huh. Jeez. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I only – Chick-fil-A is better anyway, so. <laughs> Wait, stop, stop. As far as a – as far as a product, we're just talking the chicken sandwich. Popeye's is superior. I'm not talking about the hand sanitizers in the bathroom, the free stuff that you get from the app. But as far as a superior um, product. Yeah, but you <laughs> no. just left something out. The complete blessing of our Lord and Savior. I mean, that's important too, right? You can know. You know what? We're not even gonna we're not even gonna go there. We're not even gonna go there. The Popeye sandwich moved up for me when I had it on a Sunday. I had it on a Sunday after church and I was like, Wow, this is actually what I've been missing my entire life. But anyways, back to and, and speaking of Von Miller, he's got his degree in like poultry science from Texas a and So we should go to Vaughn and ask him, you know, what's up with yeah, the chicken actually. Chicken? Yeah, we well, should Google and see what his opinion is. That's probably more uh, more science-based. Yeah, but, um, man, he, might be able to, he might be able to see everything on the field if he wears those glasses, man. Don't know if it, uh, any of you guys out there have known, but Vaughn Miller's got some Coke bottle lenses, dude. Right. Coke so bottle. We, were, we were talking earlier, and you said that he wears a visor. Right, that's prescription. What if he wore those Charles Oakley horse grand clothes? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. That'd be kind of cool. Dude, it, it is, it's amazing, it, you know, just that he can actually see. Like, just look, I'm like, when, when I've seen him, you know, do interviews and I'm looking at his glasses, like, dude, can you see? Like, well, I guess so with those thick lenses on, but if you take those things off, huh? But, um, yeah. speaking, speaking of accessories, what do you guys think about that watch that Odell Beckham got from Wish? Oh, the watch that he wore? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we man. It was only worth, like, it was, oh. like, an off-brand, like, worth, like, $2 or something. Did you hear that? Oh, man. Yeah. He's, oh. the, the Browns got problems, man. The Browns got some problems, but... um, What do you, what, what do you think? What do you think the Jags... How, how do the Jags get out of here? Like, the only way that I can really... The only way I really see the Jags losing this game... Um, is if it's just this West Coast curse that we have, that we can't win on the West Coast. Denver, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not really doing that good on, you know, the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, it's the only thing that we really do is just is – this, is this a coming out party for Fournette? Like, y'all tell me. Like, what do we do? It needs to be a coming out party for him or something. Uh, we got to get something done on the ground. Uh, they're going to be – I think – here's the thing. It, it's only been three games people, but word is out. We actually have a quarterback. We talked about scheme and all that. 
as far as, you know, whether you're going to scheme for Fournette or scheme for Minshew, I think they're going to change it up because teams, you know, don't believe, you know, our offensive line can block. So they might take that safety and push him back, and now Minshew might see more seven deep looks, you know, more shell looks, more cover three, three guys on top, four linebackers, and you know, in the middle, four guys in the middle, not four linebackers, but in that in that space. And I think he's going to see a lot of that stuff because secrets out, words out, the guys which is, can play football. Which is so crazy because, like, the last three years when we've been doing this podcast, we've been talking about setting the run and <laughs> and, and setting up the run for the pass, and now it's yeah. like we're setting up the pass for the run. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just wild, man. Yeah, and, that's, and, and make no mistake about it, people. That's why we've been able to get sharp down the field on some of those touchdown throws and some of those long passes is because it's eight people in the box. It's been single high or no safety at all. Nine times out of ten, it's been no safety at all. Teams have just been putting both safeties in the box and saying, okay, beat us with the passing game. Now I think we're, you know, and I know I always preach the running game, but I think it's going to be a little bit of the opposite now. Which is so crazy too, man, because don't get me wrong. I, I love Blake Bortles like the, like the next person does here in Jacksonville, but the balls that Minshew throws and the placement that he's throwing, he could never make. No. I mean, just being real. Dude, this dude throws balls and it's just, it's like wow. Like I, I mean, I'm being completely honest. Like the ball placement that he throws is 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 it's reckless. Number one, and but two, it's it's downfield and it's accurate. It's where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kind of like a, a question on that. How did I mean? It's only been a few games, so I'm not saying like he's arrived and he's so great and it's, he's going to be great forever. But he ha- I mean, he's hitting those passes. Just it's crazy. How did they miss that? I mean, how did other teams miss that to the point where he fell to the sixth round? You know, the biggest thing is you can evaluate, you can look at talent, you can do all those things that teams do. You just don't know. You don't know what they're going to do as far as trying to make sure that the guy that they select is the guy that they're going to have that, that, that plays well and, and, you know, starts. Or, you know, it's just it's so difficult. You just don't know. I can tell you he's got confidence. A lot of t- a lot of the times, I mean, these guys they make it to the National Football League. They're professionals. Yeah. You know, they're the best you know football players in the world because they play in the the most prestigious football league. You know, there's only really one technically. Well, so XFL. They, uh, <laughs> you know, you know they so you know they can play and they know they can play. Now it's about the confidence that they have to see you know what they can do. As far as you know, how to play the game—that's the biggest thing—is the confidence. The confidence is, is bigger than anything. That's Bortles' problem. Besides the fact that he throws knuckleballs and screwballs, I mean, that was his problem all along. Was the confidence? If you if teams rattled him just a little bit, like Tennessee, Tennessee knew that they had us as soon as they stepped on the field because they knew all they had to do is just remind Bortles, "Hey, dude, you suck. You know, you're gonna suck today," and he just say. You know, there's probably look at him, whatever, chill, uh, you know, whatever, and then they go out and, and lose. I mean, if they said that the Gardner Minshew's like, hey, dude, your jorts look stupid, he'll probably be like, yo, you want me to cut you a pair after the game? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh. it's like, it's it's all about that. It's all about that uh, that mental that mental capability you have to just block all that crap out and go out and play because they're professionals, man. It's what they do. The the yeah. only thing that's still consistent about 
you know, Blake Bortles and some of the passes that Hearns is still getting destroyed on, <laughs> on, on, on routes. Like, bro, like, no matter, who, no matter who's throwing this guy balls, he's getting thrown across the field and just getting completely wiped out in Miami and Dallas and Jacksonville. Man. Is he hurt again or something? Oh, dude. No, bro. On Sunday, he got his clean. <laughs> like, he had the T-Rex arms and everything, and that's probably so bad to say, but when you, you see somebody get hurt and you, when they aren't, when they, when you can tell they're hurt, you can tell they're hurt. And Hearns has been hurt everywhere he goes, and it's like, dude, you know what, man? Maybe football is just isn't, you just, you probably shouldn't play anymore. Yeah, I don't think uh, T-Rex arms is the medical terminology for that. <laughs> it's called a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's what that's called. Yeah, I don't know if it was Rosen or what that threw that ball, but, man, leaving leaving receivers out to dry, that's the worst thing in the world. You can only imagine. You got a 220-pound freight train of a safety coming at you and you're out extended trying to get the ball. I don't, who was it that threw that? Was it Rosen that threw that and got I don't know who destroyed, it, man? They should be fine for throwing that ball. <laughs> they, should, so, they should literally be fine for that. That was terrible. And that's another thing, too. Quarterbacks know, like, there was a play years ago where Kurt Warner threw a ball to Anquan Bolden, and Anquan Bolden got lit up pretty good. And Kurt Warner, he could see he was visibly upset yeah, I remember at, that. Him, at himself mm-hmm. for throwing that ball. Although he was open, you know that, okay, the safety's going to come and kill him, you know, if I throw it, so don't throw it just yet. Wait. Um, and Minshew doesn't do that at all, man. I haven't seen him leave one receiver out to dry yet. I mean, I think there might have been one, but that was that was kind of tough. You know, that was a tough call yeah. uh, as far as where if to throw it or not. But that's what I think, you know, that's, that's basically what I'm saying, man. That's how what I think. It's all a mental thing, you know, is the reason why he – Wonderlick tests can only take you so far on what they you know think these guys can process and how they can play. All right, well, cool. Um, any final thoughts on the game, or are you guys good? Uh, we just need to win. We need to get to two and two. We, we just need to win. We need to get this is this is our time right now. These next six weeks, we need to make a run. And not talking like four and two or three and three. No, we need to win them all. Just screw it. Just win them all, man. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta win up. You gotta win them all because Nick Foles comes back. That's what he does. He comes yeah. back. He comes. He comes back. Week week ten, week eleven. When the like, Super I'm Bowl. Back. Hey, what it do, baby? I'm back. Here we go. We're going to the Super Bowl now. You know what I mean? So you definitely have to win as much as you possibly can. But I think in this position that uh, you gotta get sacks. You gotta continue and don't have a coming out. You know, this can't be one of those 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 games where. You know, Flacco has just a great game, and there's no sacks from the Jacksonville defense in Jacksonville because historically the Jags do do that when a team completely, you know, does not do good at a certain level. The Jags come out and they exploit them for that same reason of what they weren't good at. And then number two, man, you just gotta you gotta trust the stash, trust the, trust trust the chew. Let him go out there, man, and let him throw the ball. Let him do his thing, and just let him play completely reckless. I mean, what what are you gonna what are you gonna lose? Yeah, Foles is already hurt. What are you gonna lose? What can you right. lose? And that'll be the thing too is seeing if they put the ball in in, in Minshew's hands. Um, they should have done that against the Texans, but they they chose not to, and it cost us. Um, and they did it against uh, the Titans, and we won. So let's see if they if they you know trust their their gut as coaches and uh, do the same thing. And and 
hey, maybe that'll you know push those safeties back and we can grind it out and leave with a victory that way. Um, we'll see. All right. Well, cool. All right, well, it's going to be an exciting game. We'll see if Minshew Mania continues and Chark continues to play as well as he did, and hopefully we get another big sack game. Um, again, if you guys don't mind, if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, if you could just take a second to jump on and leave us the rating and review, we would certainly appreciate that. We actually got just a new five-star review the other day, so that was pretty cool. Appreciate that. Yo, every and, time we uh, get a five-star review, can you make, like, that Jamaican, like, bah, 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 you know, something like that? <laughs> We could just do a recording of your voice doing it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. We Jamaican? Yeah. Reggae thing. Man, we need to go on that note. We need to go. <laughs> All right. Cool. So leave a rating review. You'll get, you have to hear a... Uh, and then... Uh, and, uh, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.